Are you thinking about starting a podcast but don't know where to start? Let me take a second to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast across a plethora of listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the big ones. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, completely free. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, do yourself a favor and check out anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb Inquiries. Well, enough of that shit. Jeez. That's the worst. Anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. (laughs) When you do a live show, you know, you get little, uh, you know, the little pre-stream stuff, and it's like, fuck that shit. We're here. We're live. We're already late, but we're here. Uh, Everybody, welcome to uh, episode number eight. Is it eight already? Yes, uh, sir. Number eight. The Big Dumb Inquiries. Uh, I am... Uh, one of your co-hosts, uh, Kyle from the Big Dumb Podcast, and my friend on the other end there, Shane. What's going on, brother? How's it going, man? You know, same shit, different day. Dude, your new mic, you sound like a new man. You sound fantastic. I sound like a boisterous podcaster now. <laughs> Dude, those lows in that road mic, they really uh, they really pop. You know what I mean? Definitely. Way better than my uh, cheap little microphone I was using. Got to get some professional equipment, you know? Slightly, slightly getting professional now, so I got to sound like it. <laughs> oh, are we professional? Shit. I, no one told me that. So, well, uh, <laughs> Shane, why don't you bring in our guest tonight, dude? So, tonight, we have a very special guest. We have very Ryan from Dangerous Worlds. How's it going, man? It's great, dude. And uh, I wouldn't consider myself very special, but I do appreciate that uh, nice little intro. We think uh, you're special. Yeah, man, this will be fun <laughs> to get into the- some weird stuff here. Yeah. So, uh, for those who don't know, we're this is a new show. Uh, we're we're kind of figuring it out on the fly, and so this is our first live show, uh, live on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, so if you're watching this, thanks, and if not, you're listening to it. That's cool too. Uh, but yeah, the format of the show we uh, bring in a guest and we kind of just talk. Uh, everybody brings a topic in a clip, and there's no foreknowledge, and we kind of just roll with it. So we'll see how it goes. Um, Shane, uh, I, I think since we're live on YouTube, I I should probably go last tonight because my topic might get us yanked off. Um, so do, do you want to start tonight? <laughs> there's a good chance that mine may also do the same. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> mine too, baby. Mine okay, too. okay. You know, well, we'll see. Um, okay. Let's we go balls deep. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> shit. Let's go, Shane. We'll start with your clip. Let me pull it up here real quick. Uh, here it is. Oh, oh, God. Okay, I know exactly <laughs> what this is now. Let me uh, get it paused here, and let me share my screen with the... I hope it's gay pride stuff. <laughs> dude. <laughs> that's all that's going to count this month. Oh, dude. Well, okay, so uh, we actually, before we get into it, uh, we all, I, always, I forgot to ask, um, how was how was everyone's week, uh, Shane? It's been what two weeks since we've done a show. How's how how you been? Oh, you know, 
like I said, same shit, different day. Got got a new upgrade, been pumping out some more shows on uh, my own show, An Increase of Our Reality. Other than that, same shit, different day. And, of course, I got to pass it back to you before we pass it to Ryan. Because I, I always you forget. Busy last week. Oh, dude, yeah. Busy week. Uh, had a wedding shower, my birthday, and then my bachelor party all within the same week. So it was just a hectic week. Uh, gas, uh, I spent like three or $400 in gas just driving to Dallas and back and Man, it's it's ridiculous. I think uh, it's officially summer here in Texas. We hit 113 on Sunday, and uh, uh, so it's officially uh, pantless podcast summer. So the last podcast <laughs> I recorded, no pants. Tonight, no pants, and I'm just gonna rock it the rest of the summer, no pants. So um, free that's ballin'. oh, free balling, dude. And I'm still sweating my nuts off. I got swamp ass like no other. Um, and then, uh, you know, hey, bachelor, like the opposite in your normal life. Cause every single time you send me pictures, you're usually shirtless, you know, toting <laughs> some guns, but then when we get on the podcast, you got a shirt on and I no got pants. A, so, yeah. you know, you got the switch off. Exactly. Bottomless dude. hour with Kyle Rainey. I like, Oh that. dude, that's bottomless, a- bottomless, everything, anything you want is bottomless. Um, but yeah, the bachelor party was fun, man. We, uh, uh, went out to our deer lease in central Texas and it was fucking hot. Uh, I probably drank. 80 to 100 beers over the weekend um oh and just sat in a spring-fed <laughs> pond uh during the you know heat of the day for about six hours each day and then we shot a bunch of guns and you know did some stuff so uh, i won the shooting contest out there with a bunch of uh you know a couple of buddies of mine and then some of my dad's Attaboy. friends uh but <laughs> we we partied hard friday night and then saturday uh, morning we did the shooting contest and I have videos, I'll send them to you guys sometime, of these old guys <laughs> trying to shoot guns and they just got the fucking Alabama shakes going on because like, they're still fucking drunk, you know what I mean? So uh, it was fun, it was a good time, and uh, yeah, that was my week. So Ryan, how have you been, brother? Dude, same old stuff over here. I was going to ask you about the swamp ass. If you, have you ever taken a blow dryer down there? Like, put throw a leg up, <laughs> throw a leg up on the bathroom counter like after you get out the shower? And just hot. Uh, Throw a little, throw a little blow dryer up there. Okay. You know, get it as close to your chain as you can, and just dry that shit off completely before hmm. you put the underwear on. Yeah, well, or you got to use some baby powder. That's my go. Oh, dude, man. I I use Burt's Burt's Bees uh, uh baby bee powder, dude. That shit is fantastic, <laughs> dude. I get it up my ass crack if possible, just because you <laughs> never know, dude. You yeah. never know. But uh, to answer your question, Ryan, no, I have not used a, a blow dryer, but. I work uh, in a wood shop, so we have air compressors. So I will take the air compressor and just, you know, <laughs> stick it in my pants and just, you know, let it rip. So that sounds like it, you could prolapse that way, though. You got to be real careful with that. <laughs> stick dude. it in well, the and, hole. You know, you're talking, you're talking a little bit about like the the Alabama shakes and stuff. Another secret, because I do live in a hot climate myself. I carry baby wipes on me, and when if I ever have to take a shit in public, you use the baby wipes too. Mm-hmm. You get that ass as clean as you can because you don't want to do. <laughs> An Alabama wet wipe, which I don't know if you're familiar with that. Mm-mm, no. So if you're forced to take a shit out in public and you don't have wet wipes, you spit on the toilet paper and wipe your ass just to get it wet. Oh, dude, that's kinky. I'm kind of into that. You don't want to do that, dude. That's what I'm saying. You got to use the clean stuff. Sanitary. And at a that's certain point, the game if, right it, if you're too sweaty down there, at a certain point, you're just spreading more than wiping. You know what I mean? You're just spreading the mess rather than actually... I actually saw a, a, I don't know, one of y'all might have posted it, actually. I don't know who did, but it was a, it was like a Confucius Says meme kind of thing. And it was like, it takes two wipes to know whether you need three, and three wipes <laughs> whether to know you needed two. So, when you I start getting blood. Another you've... video, the, uh, you know, 
and a clean asshole is bliss. <laughs> oh, that one is good for the soul. <laughs> clean your asshole. <laughs> it is important, man. A lot of people, you know, people don't like talking about this stuff, man, but it is it is important to get in there with a nice little. I heard um I've been listening to this new show. I love comedy podcasts and I'll, I'll give them a plug. I don't know these guys, but it's called Are You Garbage? And oh, is, yeah, I've seen them, seen them around. Yeah. Dude, it's incredible, and they have a great question. They Basically, they get questions in from their subscribers and whatnot, and they ask these people trashy questions to find out how, like, white trash or just how garbage they are as, as people. And one of the questions, which I love, was, have you ever woken up in the morning, you're about to take a shower, but you need to take a shit, and instead of wiping after said shit, you just hop in the shower, let that let that shower water rinse it off. 100%. The day that shit, bro. You got to take the, take the head and just, you know, get in the crack. You know how you do it. Hey. Dude, that's the move, dude. That's the yeah, move. And when that steam hits your face, it's just like you you kind of know where you stand in this world. You know what I mean? It's rough, but hey, you got to I don't know if we want to get into this kind of stuff on the first live, you know, for you guys. I was just, you know, oh, I, I felt like it fit fine, with the thing. Dude, it's fine. It's good. It's good. Uh so I guess with with that, uh Shane will we'll get into your into your clip and uh I'm sure we'll have a few more uh poopy butthole jokes uh down the line uh do you want to preface anything shane or do you want me to just play it i feel like it's always better to preface because when we don't and we do it afterwards it's almost like the clip's a little confusing okay well mm. let's let preface your clip then all right so this is actually a rhetorical question but it still needs to get discussed so is pride month an excuse for pedophilia no absolutely 100 percent. all right so that's the preface let's get into uh this clip here uh boom all right so okay gosh i know where this is from shout out to alex stein i'm pretty sure he was at this event this was in dallas while i was there i thought about going rolling up there and uh causing some trouble but i didn't so here's your clip and here we go so for those listening, this is the Drag to oh, Kids to Pride cool. event at Mr. Mister's in Dallas's Oaklawn neighborhood. Organizers promoted it as a family-friendly drag show where kids danced with the performers. Mm. What came with it were protests outside. You people are the symptom of a dying society, and you know it. You're scaring children. Shut up. I live in this community I have for several years. Daisy says she first saw a poster for this event near where she lives. I don't believe that um, I, I should be seeing signs uh, advertising for children to be dancing on stage with men in thongs and in inappropriate clothing and makeup. The organizers say today was a family-friendly event with a safe environment separate from their normal operations. In a statement, they said, We believe everyone should have a space to celebrate who they are. Mr. Misters is a place where everyone is welcome to feel accepted, safe, and included. I've been here like every night throughout the week. <laughs> AJ Cruz has worked at Mr. Misters for about cartoon two years character. Now. He said today's event allows people to express themselves. There was a lot less people drinking today, so that would make it more kid-friendly just because there's so many people here. Everyone just yeah, came less from all alcohol. walks of yeah. life. And, you but know, there were people fingering pride. their assholes. Organizers yeah. said they've received threatening emails and phone calls from the protesters. I do not in any way condone the behavior that these people are engaging in, but what drags me out here is it's kids now. Dallas police said they went to the event and protest to assist with crowd control and cleared the scene once the event was over. In Dallas, 
I'm Jay Wallace. Wow. And uh, yeah, like I said, shout out to uh, Alex Stein. He actually got assaulted at this event um, because he was outside trying to get in. He was like, can I come in? You know, and they were like, no. And they like actually like pushed him out and like slapped him and things like that. So, uh, th- yeah, it was all over the news in Dallas while I was while I was there. Um, fuck. He's got to do deep cover with those. You know how he goes into those Dude. little things. He's got to dress like in a rainbow shirt. Like, I don't know if you've seen Archer. That's yeah, spy uh-huh. show. Yeah, yeah. But like he wears that show. He bleached his hair and he's wearing a tank top that says got dick. And you just walk <laughs> in there and and, you know, you hang out and you you blend in. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I, I feel like I, Alex Stein would have had no problem blending in, but they already knew who his who he was. That's what I, dude. That's what I've been saying with Alex is like, as soon as he started like blow up, I was like, oh, he's not going to be able to do this shit for very much longer because people are going to know who he is. But uh, props to him for even trying. Uh, it yeah. was, it yeah, dude. It was well for those listening who didn't see the video, the back of the the the, the stage, the sign on the front of the stage said, "It's not going to lick itself." Yeah, I mean, we're well, not very, talking very about appropriate. We're not talking about Jolly Ranchers and lollipops here with the kids. We're you know we're talking about buttholes and dongs. So, yeah. Um, well, so I guess it's let's not even ass eating season. I mean, ass eating season's in the winter. No, absolutely, so not. absolutely in the winter. You don't want a hot butthole. Uh, That's like what we baby mentioned. wipes are for. In case you need a quick little cleanup, oh you just got to carry some baby wipes on you. Oh. I stand corrected. You're yeah. right. Jane, when you're right, you're right. You know, how long do you think there's like an ice cream line from Ben and Jerry's that's called It's Not Going to Lick Itself? You know what I mean? Like, that's going to be a thing oh, because sh- they're super liberal. Dude, we should, we should jump on that, actually. Make t-shirts, right? everything. I mean, we should do this. Um, I'm down, dude. I can make the shirts. Let's do let's it. Just, yeah, we can we can do a nice little brand just called uh we can abbreviate it too. It'll be nice. We yeah, it's gonna be some some big things. We'll figure it out. We'll we'll, we'll talk we'll make after. Some, like heterosexual pride flags to go with it too, because you know we're talking about that over Facebook comments that we just get this boring ass three stripe flag, and we didn't even get to design it. We need like <laughs> a silhouette of two people fucking, then just a bunch of babies everywhere. Oh, Dude, you know I I talked about this. That's great, honestly. But I talked about this. Um, idea of you know how every flag and all these symbols are are offensive now and let's say you know you take the american flag and you got the stars and stripes right the red white and blue shit and someone says that they're offended by the pentagram on the star because it it represents lucifer right and then the the red is like a trigger to like you know native americans because the red skins and they, you know people will just keep going and going at it and what if in like a cartoon fucking world, this flag gets edited down to just a blank white flag? What does that represent? Dude? Surrender, baby. <laughs> yeah. And that's the only thing that could not be offensive to anyone. But then maybe someone will come out and say, why is it white? But it's just, it's a, you it's like a cream, that, like a cream colored flag, you know, hey, that's my skin flag. color and I'm offended by that. Oh shit. See, that's the thing. <laughs> we're, we're fucked now. Um, but I guess to, uh, to kind of, to answer Shane's initial question, we'll start with you, Ryan. Is Pride Month, because uh, I guess I'll start uh, because I have a few things to say. Uh, I remember back in the day, way like. Cock tease. What? I said, wait a cock tease. Oh, I'm sorry. Dude. That was I'm ready, sorry. Dude. Go for it. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> uh, uh, like, you know, so I, I remember the whole gay argument, and at least for, in my lifetime, it was like, hey, we just want rights, we just want to get married. We just want to, you know, have taxes, you know, tax, uh, you know, tax benefits like all other married couples. And then but at the time, the right was like, oh, you're going to come after our kids. And the the gays were like, no, we don't we don't care about your kids, whatever. 
Um, but now it has gone full circle and it, they are not just the gay. I mean, the whole alphabet community or whatever, they're coming after kids. It's blatant. They admit it. They're like, yes, we want your kids. You know, we see it in schools. We see it uh, with teachers and their kids. We see it at, at events like this, drag queen story time, all this stuff. And I think that's just that that's when you you know something like there's an agenda at that point right um because before once you know and if you think back to i think it was like 2014 or something gay marriage just got legalized out of nowhere i mean there was no discussion about it one day it was like supreme court or whoever it was legalizes gay marriage and everyone was like okay fine and then you know however many years later here we are now and it's like oh my god like we're you know, cutting off, you know, nine-year-olds dongs and, you know, putting them on hormone blockers. Like what the fuck is going on? So, uh, to answer your question, yes, I do think isn't it, it pride month is an excuse for that. Um, I think it, uh, falls on the parents of these kids. You know, the parents are just trying to virtue signal, but they're, they don't know what they're doing to their kids in the long run. Uh, but it's not just pride month. We've been seeing it for uh, at least a few years now with this, with this kind of stuff. So, um, that's all I got to say, Ryan. Yeah, no, dude, we have, uh, we have, I think the millennials, which I think all of us fall under mm -hmm. uh, if, I mean, yeah, I'm, millennial I'm on the cusp. Yeah. Yeah. Me as well. Uh, well, are you, oh, you're almost generation Z. Almost. Yeah. Almost. Okay. I was going to say, say he's with us. <laughs> yeah. There, there you go. Yeah. Just keep it, keep it short, dude. You don't want to be a Z, but you know, the Z people are actually, I think, a little less screwed up than the millennials. I think the millennials really started this thing, man, because the millennials are becoming parents now mm -hmm. and the millennials are that first generation that is doing worse off than their parents. So that by definition, and I don't necessarily agree with this, but if you're following that method, you would say that the American dream is dead, mm -hmm. right? That, you know, you can't go out and you can't start a, a family with two and a half kids as the, the national average was when that was going on with the white picket fence, the two car garage, the happy little dog and the cat that somehow get along. And there's this beautiful picture of a family um, on a factory job, by the way, you know, something that's paying somewhat minimum wage or like just a greater to above minimum wage. And these people were killing the game mm -hmm. in the subdivisions right after World War Two and things like that. Um, yeah, man, it, it, these people that have grown up in that victim mentality have lived through the trauma of 9-11, and that was a traumatic experience even for kids, right? Well, even, you could even go a few years before in Oklahoma City bombing, all sure. Waco, all those things as well. Yeah, I don't really remember that. I was too young. I know you don't remember that directly, right? Right, right. Um, I don't think any of us here but would. I don't some know, millennials, I, don't... I think it goes, they're in their 40s right now. Millennials yeah. are, are the end of the millennials are they're almost 40. 81 is, I think, where yeah, it starts. Yeah, so yeah. close, I mean, some. I'd say half of the generation, it, for sure all of them know 9-11. I mean, I remember that vividly as a five-year-old. Uh, five it was See, our JFK moment. I remember it popping up on TV. Yeah, but continue, yeah. please. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, please do jump in anytime because, you know, I just think that it is really important to notice like how these, you know, screwed up, uh, you know, groups start. It's the generation or two before my grandpa and my grandma were hardworking people. I still am I'm blessed enough to have a grandmother that's still alive today. Mm -hmm. um, she's almost 100 years old and she gets around pretty good. She is Mormon, but we won't hold that against her, mm -hmm. you know. Um, you know, she's, she's doing her thing, dude. And, and, uh, she's to be clear, the Mormon church has really helped her a lot. 
And so I'm, I'm actually kind of thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, dude, you, you see these people, man, where it goes from these tough, tough people where the testosterone in like a beta looking dude in that time was so high. And now our testosterone through the food that we eat, through the water we drink and the air that we breathe and all this crazy stuff has depleted. And men are very, very weak. And there's been experiments going on with rats where they remove genes and they try and manipulate these genes through gases and through water and food that make the men very submissive and make the women really aggressive. And so we're kind of seeing like a culture shift where the men are totally like down to just be like, hey, you know, let the women have their shot. You know, the world's gotten to this position because men are ruling it and blah, blah, blah. I mean, all the stereotypes that are out there. Um, It's interesting to see that, you know, how the generations feed off each other, dude. Mm -hmm. And the millennials having the kids now are so weak, not individuals, but as a whole, the millennials are weak. We are weak. I'm weak as a whole. My community is weak and we're having kids and, and it's not, it's not a good look. I don't have any kids myself, but when you're so susceptible to the screens that are out there and to the propaganda that's being pushed, the freaking Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial was a blockbuster hit for some reason. And there was nothing there. You know what I mean? There was nothing interesting about that to me. The Kardashians are, are killing the game when it comes to like views and all this stuff. Um, when people are so suggestible and then they have kids, of course we're going to have kids that turn out like this. You know what I mean? The next generation will be, I think the one where it's a make or break time where it's like, okay, is this going to become like some sort of new world order type sitch where we got, you know, no one actually standing up ready to fight for this country and the rights. No, I definitely agree with what you said, dude, because my fucking work is run by basically all millennials and it's so fucking full of virtue signaling. It's ridiculous. Like they make us take those tests where it's like how to deal with, do this with people with pronouns, how to do this, how to do that, how to properly uh, talk to this type of person. And it's like, it's strictly our generation, but then there's like the pushback where there's like the other side like us, but I feel like, you know, we're kind of the smaller majority and then it's older generations that agree with our viewpoint. So we're kind of like millennials, but don't fit in with what the normal millennial ideals are, I guess. Mm. Yeah. And then, you know, through all of these things, it's that whole cycle of, you know, strong men create uh, good times, good times create weak men, weak men create hard times, hard times create strong men. You know, we're, it's that, yeah, it's that. So, you know, you go back, what, four generations to uh, World War Two. Those were strong men in hard times, and then they created good times, created, uh, you know, uh, soft men. Soft men are now creating hard times. So uh, I'm I'm hopeful if this cycle, uh, you know, rings true, I'm hopeful that our kids will become strong men through the hard times that have been created, or, or even us. I don't know where the where the line falls on the, the generations, but um, I'm hoping that it'll... Uh, it'll it'll turn around um, because we we all know hard times are coming they're here i mean you know gas this price is the all, of it. all this i mean exactly we're we're entering into the hard times we've been uh relatively uh nerfed for for quite a while now and so um certainly my entire life and so uh but but also we you know we've had a few some hard times like ryan mentioned we had 911 we had the uh 2008 recession uh, and some would argue even the era of Donald Trump was a hard time for people. And, um, you know, now we're here uh, with, uh, you know, the, the food shortages, gas 
shortage, all this stuff. So I'm hoping that, uh, you know, things will turn around. Um, cause I always say the world's not going to end. You know what I mean? The world will, will always go on, but uh, whether or not we're here for it, I don't know. Um, but yeah, we're so, at one of those strong survives kind of points, where, right? You know, especially if the economy gets worse, it's going to be us and the Gen Zs that are going to be the tough men creating easy times because, like, there's nobody else that's going to push through it. We're going to be in the bulk of it, you know. We're going to mm-hmm. be in our 30s, 40s, 50s, and all that kind of shitty stuff's going on. And that is so a good, we're going to have to be the push. That's a good point yeah. that you know you you and Ryan mentioned about the Gen Zs. They are a lot less. Uh, they don't really care about all this nonsense, right? They're like, whatever. Like they they don't. They're not hateful. They're not, you know, regressive. But they're just like, who fucking care? You know what I mean? They're, they're they've been with it their whole lives with this. The kind big of- thing I appreciate about them, Kyle, is that they 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 seem to have a work ethic. From what I've gathered, my sister's Gen Z, and so maybe you don't see that, Shane, but I see that here where I'm at because my sister is is Gen Z. She just graduated this year. Her and her boyfriend both like they both work hard. A lot of their friends work hard way harder than I was working at my age, to be honest. Like, you know, I, I was always like trying to make money, but I was kind of like trying to hustle mm-hmm. and like do little side things. Oh, we were they're hustlers. To go, <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, and, but they're willing to go in and like, you know, as whether it's a good or bad thing, they're willing to go in and feed the machine. They're willing to be cogs in the wheel. Whereas like every fucking kid I knew growing up wanted to be a rapper at some point. Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> or and, or and an like, astronaut. <laughs> yeah. Or they wanted to own up. No, I mean like even as a high school, like no one, everyone was kind of over the astronaut phase, but yeah, of course in elementary school, everyone's like astronaut or cop <laughs> or fireman or whatever. But then you get like the rapper or the businessman. How many freaking business degrees were, were sold to kids when they didn't even know they were told that they were supposed to go to universities and they went in for marketing or business not having a clue of what they wanted to do. Same thing because with, they wanted money. With uh, any almost m- most degrees, I remember when I was in high school, I wanted to go into engineering because I was like, oh, that's where all the money's at, right? Yeah, yeah. But fuck, dude, I didn't want to do engineering, but a lot of my friends did, and like, th- I think there's like a- an excess of engineers who can't get fucking jobs now because it was just oversaturated. Um, you know. that's that high paying job that everybody wanted to get and they couldn't get it cause there's too many, you know, uh, but, but Ryan, that's great that, uh, I've noticed it too. My, my fiance is a high school teacher and, um, a lot of her, her students are, I'd say about, uh, maybe 60, 40, 60% are going to school and, uh, you know, doing those kind of, uh, degrees and things like that. But a, a good 40% of them are not going to school. They're either going to trade school. They're going to a two year, uh, training program, uh, good. you know, trying to get into a trade or a, uh, you know, a, a marketable skill and, uh, and, and, but they, they do work hard. They're very, I mean, you see it now, even in high school, even when I was in high school, uh, almost 10 years ago, uh, I mean, we had like four valedictorians, you know what I mean? Like, because it was so competitive that, you know, a, a bunch of people had a perfect GPA. And so really? it came down. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So it came down to like you who? Went to MIT for high school or some shit. No, I went to fucking <laughs> yeah, school. Uh, fucking the Colony High School in the Colony, Texas. I mean, just. Uh, but I'm saying that was More everywhere. Yeah, because uh, you know, it, it was easy to bump your. You know, uh, fuck, dude. When I was in high school, the workload in high school was ten times harder than it was in college. You know what I mean? Because it was that drive to get 
into college, get good grades so you get those scholarships. And then fucking college, the professors don't give a fucking shit. You know, they're like, mm-hmm. show up or not. I don't care. Just turn it in and we're good, you know. Um, High school is a pivotal time for a lot of kids, dude, mm-hmm. because that's when you start learning how to finger pop. You know, mm-hmm. you start learning how to do a lot of important things, both socially and like, you know, y- you learn how to become an adult. So, yeah, dude, it's a it's a weird, right, weird time and you're awkward. There's a lot of a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. But and, you know, looking at going back to, to Shane's clip with these kids, I mean, fuck, man, I I, I only hope because. Most generations of most kids will rebel against their parents at some point, right? Uh, it's it's inevitable. So I'm hoping that these kids getting pushed with this, you know, LGBT, LG, whatever the fuck it is, they're you got um, it right. That yeah, was right. Uh, LGBT. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, a fucking R two D two LGBT. Plus to be in two now. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta start adding uh, weird what, little hey, symbols. Hey, and that's the other thing. What does the plus mean? You know what I mean? And everyone, Anything. have you seen? Have you seen that meme? What does the plus mean? And it's like pedos. You know. Mm-hmm. You can't the put maps. that directly on there. You can't add the piece. So you just add a plus and then, you know, make it seem like it's okay for everybody. Right. Because nobody can question it. Otherwise, you're a piece well, of shit. And you, have y'all noticed the, the, the new flag, the new pride flag? It's got some black and brown stripes on it. And so I'm thinking, are all the. So you've included all the black and brown people. Do you think they actually, like, want to be part of that group? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. Is that so. what that means? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the black and they brown end. stripes on the new, the new. Uh, it's the progressive pride flag, like it's the new updated pride flag. It's not just the rainbow. They have the black and brown stripes for like Black Lives Matter and stuff. And I'm like, I don't think a, a a good chunk of the of the black community probably does not want to be involved with that. Yeah, that's well, what I was about to say. That's one of those things. Like I was watching the show called Atlanta, and they got this thing where they're talking about basically that, and they're saying like the hood don't have problems like that. Like we're trying to survive. Like we can't make up dumb shit like that. Exactly. Dude, a lot of a lot of minority groups, like the Mex, the Latinos, and all this oh, shit. We dude. call them just straight Mexicans. Basically, all Mexicans down here where I'm at, and same here, similar to where you're at here. Yeah. But you know, once you get up to like New York, sure, maybe they're Latinos. Maybe they're from Puerto Rico and all these other places. We'll call them Mexicans just to save a little time. Yeah, <laughs> but you know the the Mexican group and the black group, dude. They're they're not they're they're as a whole they're kind of homophobic, dude. I mean, Dave Chappelle said that, and he got a lot of hate when he said that that black people really aren't into that stuff, man, mm-hmm. because they do have problems. And I hate to sound like a virtue signaler here by saying that the black community does have some very unique problems, but I think that you're a fool if you don't at at least admit that there is something generationally that has happened to them that has prevented them from being at the level of white people. And I think that that is a contrived thing. I think that rich black people and rich white people got together to make that. So, and they said, Hey, let's blame this on you white people. And we'll, we'll we'll both capitalize off of the poor black people. We can sling them some, some product later. We can sling them black lives matter. We can make them feel, you know, that, they're they've been cheated out because of straight racism when there's like this thing called the iron triangle i don't know if you've heard of that Mm-mm, no but yeah so it's it's government with bureaucracy and then um focus groups basically okay um you get like a nice little trifecta like a think here. tank type thing right yeah think tanks i it's not focus groups i posted it on instagram just recently and i'll actually get in, into exactly what it is so you got congress bureaucracy and interest groups the interest groups provide electoral support to the congress the congress provides funding and political support to the bureaucracy 
and the bureaucracy provides low regulation and special favors to the interest, interest groups. groups. Right. So it's a perfect little triangle. And then they each get their own benefits going the opposite way as well, which we don't, I mean, we, we don't want to drag this out, I'm sure, but it's, it's a, a deep freaking problem that we have where baby formula shortages come from something like an iron triangle. The gun conversation comes from an iron triangle. The NRA is involved with bureaucrats and, you know, all this, these Congress members and and so on. The abortion conversation comes from an iron triangle perspective too. It's, um, it's something that's very little, like very, very rarely talked about, but, um, yeah, man, you, you see this over and over again. And it's important, I think, to try and expose these little things, um, you know, with the limited audience, as far as like the world population that we have, mm. Mm-hmm. Getting it out there and and trying to push it out, man. You know, yeah, we joke around a lot, but there's some serious stuff going on. Absolutely, dude. Um, so with that, um, we should probably move on to uh, your topic, Ryan. Any final thoughts on Shane's thing? Uh, and on the the kids with the with the gays. <laughs> I mean, for me, dude, very much it, it, it's a serious problem. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's one of those things that's so goofy that it's easy to laugh off the same way that we want to think that uh, the, that the, the elite, they want us to think that our politicians are dumb versus evil because you don't want to go and beat up on a dumb guy. If you want to fight someone, you're going to want to fight an evil person. You're not going to want to fight a dumb person. So Is that what they're you know, going with with Biden. <laughs> that's why they've gone with Biden. That's why they went with George Bush. They went with Obama because he was a sweetheart, very articulate, and he was a black guy. So it was like, as Biden said, an articulate black man. You know what I mean? I can't think of anything that's more racist than that as far as uh, well-spoken. You, know I mean? you know what I mean? When you, <laughs> Yeah. Clean and well-spoken. It's like, dude, I've met a lot of black people that are clean and well-spoken. What are you talking about? Right. That freaking dude that got shot in, uh, in Buffalo supposedly created some hydrogen powered vehicle hole you know what i mean shit dude that's a rabbit hole on its own we stumbled into a rabbit hole there boys oh my gosh you can't get out (laughs) yeah so yeah no just i mean very current and and uh that's a great video i think just uh if you were to take a snapshot in 2022 shane i think that would kind of be like the clip to be like yeah this is how the world got here yeah yeah um shit well that that's a deep topic um and uh you know protect your fucking kids people that's all i gotta say you know what i mean do it i'm surprised that's what i was gonna leave i'm surprised too is you know do what you want in your bedrooms but leave the fucking kids out of it oh dude oh my god yeah i mean no one wants to know what i do in there it's short and sweet <laughs> and to the point but you know you got short, exp- sweet to the point i like that <laughs> i got an idea what you do from uh you know that picture you sent me again you know mr shirtless with all your guns and shit oh i bang well okay so <laughs> You bring that up. You don't have sex with a gun in your head, do you, Kyle? No, 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 no. I was gonna bring up the my my clip. Uh, uh, oh, uh, so this is relevant to the topic. Uh, you guys know the guys from the You Feel Me podcast. They just commented. They said bunch of black folks. That's homophobic. True, true. So like even that. they know they're a, they're a hip hop podcast. They know. Um, but about the gun in the bedroom. Um, I was my my. I, I'm not going to go into my clip now. We'll go into yours first, Ryan. We like to do a guest sandwich. But uh, oh. I was going to bring in the Hunter, the new Hunter Biden clip of him filming himself banging a hooker holding a gun, uh, like a loaded <laughs> handgun. Have you not seen yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, that That's another. Maybe next week we'll do that, Shane. <laughs> but uh, so, Ryan, do you want to preface your clip at all before we get into it? I'd love to, man. Yeah. So this is, like I said, this is not a funny clip. And I know that you guys usually stick with funny clips. Just this is so relevant to what's going on right now. And actually to the date, um, 614, right? June 14th here. Um, 
we have this this Lucas Trust, which I don't know if you know many of your listeners had heard of it or if either of you guys had heard of it. No. So uh, started by Alice Bailey, known Luciferian. She started in, I believe, 1922, I want to say, uh, the Lucifer Trust. And this was to get um, some attention onto like the more esoteric stuff, works of like Madame Blavatsky and, and some of that Eastern religion and some of the more esoteric stuff ties in with Freemasonry and all that creepy stuff that we see kind of perpetuated throughout culture. And um, yeah, man, you have this Lucas trust turning in or this uh, Luciferian trust turned into the Lucas trust or the Lucius trust is the way that I, I feel like they kind of pronounce it. And um, it's basically the philosophical way that the UN operates. They have a meditation room at the UN's headquarters in Manhattan and this is because of Alice Bailey's work and the Lucifer Trust. And they have a world invocation day where they all, all the elite pray to their God, which is Lucifer. And you'll see that here in this video, um, kind of a drive video. Like I said, um, it's a, it's a six minute video. So if we don't want to run through the whole thing, no problem. But again, today is their holiday. Uh, June 14th is, is world invocation day. Uh, a Luciferian holiday. So that's how it's, I it's it. also flag day. And since it's pride month, I think we should just go ahead and change flag day to fag day. Uh, I think that's <laughs> yeah. probably more like appropriate, that. but all right, I'll play your clip here. Uh, I'm going to run and pee real quick, but I think I'll be able to catch most of the clip. So here we are. And let me rock this full screen. Here we go. Just a sun video, basically. Sun rising through the uh, horizon. Millions of people hope for a future world in which goodwill flourishes and the well-being and right relations between people, nature and the earth is paramount. We dream of a world that is whole, that integrates the vision of human rights and earth stewardship with the principles of sharing, so that together we can create a better world of peace and justice for all. Large numbers today find their meaning and purpose in helping create such a world. Through the determination, creativity and concern of so many groups and individuals, we are moving towards a more enlightened future. But something else is needed too. In order to build the world we long for, we need to draw on our higher capacities of will, of love, and of lighted intelligence. People of good will and good heart can pull their spiritual resources and come together in focus, prayer, and attention to invoke the energies of the soul of humanity those divine potencies that lie in the higher reaches of our nature. The Great Invocation is a world prayer that concentrates the natural call constantly arising from people of all cultures for light and love and the will to do that which is good and right. Its beauty and strength lies in its simple expression of a number of universal truths. 
the truth of the existence of a basic intelligence to whom we vaguely give the name of God, the truth that behind or outer seeming, the motivating power of the universe is love, the truth that throughout history and in all faiths, great individualities have come to earth and embodied that love so we could understand and the truth that both love and intelligence are effects of the will of God. It is the will and plan of God for humanity to constantly evolve and develop in its ability to express love. We are approaching a time when we can expect another great individual to come to lead us forward on this path. Hence the call in the Great Invocation. May the coming one return to Earth. That's Lucifer, dude. Holy Every shit. year since Elon 1952, <laughs> large numbers of people have used the Great Invocation on World Invocation Day. Please include the Great Invocation as part of your regular prayers and meditations on this day. Make sure you pray to the devil you in your so, normal meditation. You are linking you know? with countless others from around the globe who are united in a concentrated act of invocation. Holy shit. Oh, and we the got worse. invocation. Oh, this is it. This is the invocation. Here it is. Yeah, this from is the, the prayer. I wouldn't light, read this out loud or anything. Within the I, mind of Should I pause it? Uh, no, I mean, uh, you can stop it, but you get the idea here. They roll the the prayer through. Um, if people want to participate in that, they can, you know, but to me, um, you know, Alice Bailey came up with the statement of, uh, with love and light and Will Smith has said this several times in speeches. Um, a lot of people say with love and light, they, they reference love a lot because love's a powerful thing. It's a very, mm -hmm. very potent emotion. And they want you to think that when you're talking about Lucifer and when you're referencing this dark, dark energy, you're, you're doing something positive. Love is widely a positive emotion, but they're, they're tapping into some dark stuff here, dude. And when you're talking about uh, Helena Blavatsky and that Eastern religion mixed with the Western religion, um, it's dark, dark stuff, dude. And they have, I mean, Look, this is going to be my next episode that I'm doing this week. I'm doing it with my buddy Shannon. And it's insane that the United Nations actually follows this philosophy. This Lucius Trust is connected with the UN. They have a, a, a little room within 866 uh, United Nations Boulevard or whatever it is. It used to be called 666, but they changed the address because that's, that's no good. You can't have 666 in an address when you're trying to get this kind of dark stuff done. But yeah, man, it's a it's a wild website, and this is the World Invocation website. But you can actually uh, go to like Lucas uh, uh, LucasTrust.com, I think, or LucasTrust.org, and you can see like they talk about like the power of the triangle. They talk about how enlightened <laughs> ones have always led us through, and what the triangle represents, dude. I see you laughing, Shane, and, and it's funny, dude, because what the triangle represents in Egypt, uh, Horus would be the bottom, the base of the triangle. Isis would be the sides and then Ra, the sun God would be the top. So that was their trifecta. That was like their Holy Trinity in that esoteric religion that they, that they practiced in Egypt. 
it's dark shit, dude. And they, they carry this out today. And I think that our leaders today actually worship the sun and they worship the Eastern star, which is Lucifer, dude. So, you know, I know that, you know, going from goofing around and talking about this dark shit is kind of crazy, but dude, no, I think uh, it's all connected. I I think it's all connected, dude. I think it's all connected, dude. And yeah, this Lucas, Lucas means light. L U C I S means light. Um, Well, yeah, it's Lucy's uh, spoiler alert. It's not Lucas. So like I I was doing some digging. It's uh, put an apostrophe between that I and that S it's not Lucas. It's Lucy's like Lucifer's. And Lucina was a uh, was a Roman god of light, and it also means like glitter, shimmer, and all these other crazy things, um, glowing, and all those stuff. Kind but, of ironic yeah, the month that it takes place on. Then, <laughs> what's that? Kind of ironic that it takes place on Pride Month. Then, Pride Month, uh, Juneteenth, right? I mean, like, there's a lot of of holidays that they they kind of give to these minority groups who deserve their time, right? They deserve their their reason to celebrate, just like we celebrate St. Patrick's Day, a bunch of fucking drunks. I'm Irish, I can say it. A bunch of drunks out here talking, you know, just freaking punching each other and doing dumb shit. The, the, uh, the purpose that the Irish had, the greatest purpose was the potato famine when they had something to do, you know? They had to try, you know, there's nothing that the Irish have really done. Um, but, you know, the, they were slaves and they have been slaves to, to England. But, dude, you know, every group should have some point where they can celebrate and it should be celebrated on a wide scale. It'd be great to see people celebrating like, you know, black pride and uh, you know, African pride, I should say Jamaican pride, freaking uh, Russian pride, you know, but maybe that's too much. Uh, Ukrainian pride, all these different things should have their days. But for some reason in the U S we have Cinco de Mayo because that appeases the Brown people. We have, you know, St. Patrick's day, which is, you know, just, I don't know what that is, honestly. There's no culture in Ireland, really. <laughs> and Well, all these days are just an excuse for white people to get drunk. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was about to say, too. Every holiday it's a just consumer needs holiday. to get drunk. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. so in regards to this, I, I was looking over this website here. This is kind of weird, dude. I mean, this is dark. This is strange. It's very strange. I do not like it one bit. Um there's just some more proof for people that don't want to believe that the government's up to some dark shit. Like here's it right in front of your face. Like what more proof do you need at this point? And it's not just our government, it's all governments. Uh, so in regards to the video, I, I took down, I wrote down some notes that uh, of phrases that really stood out uh, the vague name that we call God. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's so there's try, not trying, not trying to say God, not Christian God, not Allah, not, you know, the, the Jewish God or whatever. It's just the vague name that we give God. Uh, diminishing which, the power of that title right, right it's right. saying like yeah this this bullshit term that you guys refer to as god that's nothing you know what i mean well and and anytime you invoke something on a spiritual level you have to be careful too right so You're the inviting great it in invocation yeah mm-hmm. inviting it in like if i invoke brian to come to my house he's gonna show up you know and he's gonna be hungry i gotta feed him you know what i mean he's got he's not gonna just show up for nothing you know what i mean why would he come all the way this way just to come to my house just because i invited him you know what i mean are you saying brian or ryan I ryan brian. i was talking about you, you brother about me? i was talking about you ryan yeah no, i heard brian my bad yeah i'll go over there i eat everything you got in your house dude <laughs> yeah so imagine <laughs> if, fall asleep in your kitchen <laughs> if you invoke if you invoke the vague name of god uh something's gonna show up you know what i mean something's yeah. gonna show up that's As opposed a, to evoking, which is calling upon. So, like, you can invoke and you can evoke. Invoking 
is like you're calling on uh, something, and when you're evoking something, you're that's more of a submissive thing. And then when when you're invoking something, that's more of like I want you to possess me <laughs> and carry out like your goal. You know right. what I mean? I'm tapping into you for a greater goal. It's it's kind of like a yin yang thing. That's yeah. And then another uh, the great personalities that have come throughout time. So I'm assuming they're talking about Jesus, Buddha. Uh, uh, Muhammad, Muhammad, things like that. Gandhi, um, even yeah, yeah. Uh, Martin Luther King. <laughs> we yeah, can throw Malcolm him in. X, any big character that right. lead that led movements. And then another individual is coming. It's about. They said it's a, about time for someone else to show up. You know what I mean? Uh, that's odd because to uh, the Christians they would think, oh well, well Jesus is coming back for sure. Hell yeah, great. Not hell yeah, maybe not hell yeah for the Christians. Sorry frick about that. Yeah, frick yeah, yeah, frick yeah, <laughs> frick you, dude. Heck yeah. Remember in youth group you'd say frick you, man. <laughs> but fire truck <laughs> ends with the, starts the F ends with an uck. Yeah, dude. That's uh, th- that's that that whole thing is is uh is creepy and uh. As I have shouted you out many times before, Ryan, you, you go deep into these kind of things mm-hmm. that are relevant, that are uh, happening behind the scenes. And dude, I've like the fact that I've never heard about this, and I'm in this community, uh, and I doubt many others in this community have heard about this. Uh, props to you, uh, Shane. Any any thoughts on what this? Thanks, what, man. What this means, and what's is there a significance to uh, June 14th? Or is it just kind of random? Are you asking me? Whoever, yeah. What do you? I mean, is there a significance to the Ryan. to the day? Uh, I would say. I mean, it, it is very interesting that it's Flag Day because I saw that in my little phone calendar. You know, it tells mm-hmm. you all these little holidays. Because I mean, I don't do anything for Flag Day, dude. You know, I'm I'm a patriotic dude. I think that I put you know, my flag outside. Sec- that was it. Only because I remembered because my neighbors did it, and I was like, "Fuck, I can't like not put a flag out if my neighbors did." You know? Yeah, I'm wearing a grayscale American flag bandana. You can't even really see it, but Close you know, it's a, that, that's about all that I did for Flag Day. And I'm I'm quickly losing patriotism within this country. It's really going to hell in a handbasket, man. Yeah. But I still do appreciate, like you know, all the fallen soldiers and all that stuff. But yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know what the significance of the 14th is. There's got to be something. I know that um, there's really interesting pagan holidays. There's six big pagan holidays that the Freemasons pay a lot of attention to, but I, I didn't see anything, anything with a uh, six fourteen. It's mostly like, well, the, the go ahead. What were you, no, you oh, go ahead. I was going to say the, the six pagan holidays are the, the um, equinoxes uh, and the solstices. And mm-hmm. then the day before may day. And then the day before Halloween. Okay. So, yeah. Like de- or no uh, Halloween. I think it's, Oh no, I think the day before is more pagan. It's all, all Hallows Eve. Is the okay, day so maybe that's yeah, it I think that's right. But I was gonna say, um, fuck, what was I gonna say? Um, if you look at, ah, oh, dude, I'm just making shit up now. I, I forgot what I was gonna say. It'll come okay. back to me. But Shane, uh, thoughts on this? Um, I mean, the main thing that stuck out to me was that whole thing about a new one will come because that just reminded me again of our Elon Musk conversation about yeah. the whole neural link and everything connecting into the future and possibly if you find a way to trap consciousness if they do believe in any type of like demons they can't manifest themselves in our reality but they could theoretically manifest themselves in a vr reality so it just kind of seems like a, a push towards that like that's exactly where my mind goes is good Elon callback Musk. dude that's a fucking callback right there to what episode three or four of big dumb inquiries nice yeah i think good. it was four yeah because nice. no two the, episode two. Oh, episode two yeah because it was like is elon musk the antichrist because 
you know, and that's the thing. Maybe this this invocation is someone who's already here, or at least the vessel could be someone who's already alive. And uh, you know, I mean, most invoked. religious leaders weren't recognized till they were older to begin with, or so, dead you know, theoretically. <laughs> yeah, they could already be here. Yeah. And that Elon Musk thing, he just seems like the one that's making that connection, where he's like, you know, the one that can get everybody to do things where. Like we're kind of questioning him, but most people are just like, "Oh yeah, Elon Musk is fun. Let's put a Neuralink in it in our neck." Where if there's anybody else trying to push that, like nobody else would be going for it. And I feel like there's a lot of people going for that shit. Hmm. Interesting. Like if Bill Gates was trying to do Neuralink, dude, there's no way in fuck that would fly, even with like most normal people. Yeah, good point. Good point. I didn't think about it like that. Um, yeah. But this, yeah, this Lucas thing. So are they just a are they just a, a NGO kind of like a money making uh, organization? Yeah, you can go and donate. I know that that's your next question, where, how you can pay them. You can donate on their site. They're sponsoring my show, uh, enter promo code DANGER. <laughs> no, you know, it's dude, it's it's dark stuff, man. They're, so they, they seem to be kind of like NGO adjacent. I don't know exactly the way that they got so involved with the United Nations. There's a really interesting connection with the Nabisco cookie company. Um, oh, where no. there's this character named, uh, what is his fucking name here? His name is, uh, the Bishop Moore and, um, he's connected with them. He's the heir to the Nabisco fortune and he's the Episcopalian arch, uh, archbishop? I don't know what this is. No, not an archbishop. He's an arch, archdiocese, arch diocese, diocese. Yeah. 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 But in New York. Um, oh, and that's like re- that guy's got power, dude. The Archdiocese of New York has fucking power, dude. Yeah, but this was written back in '89, so this is a little older. I don't know okay. if he's still the one in power. This was just an old school newspaper article that I found called "The Lucas Trust: Satanism and the New World Order," <laughs> and um, it's written by Scott Thompson. There's a lot of connections here, dude. And like I said, uh, this is my next episode that I'm putting out, but it, it was there was too many synchronicities. You guys asked me to join on this show like two weeks ago, and then it just so happens we're recording it on their big holiday. Why not bring it up? You know what I mean? Um, Shit happens for a reason, man. So so let's let's talk about it. Let's discuss. Let me read this little quote on their website. It's uh, lucastrust.org under their finances tab. Uh, It says, financing the work of Lucas Lucius Trust. And this is a quote from Alice Bailey. It says, money is the manifestation of energy. All energy can be applied in different ways, being in itself an impersonal and blind force. Right, like their dark side, light side of the force kind of thing, like energy, magic, or whatever is neither good nor bad. It's how it's used. Continuing with the quote, it can be selfishly or unselfishly used as money has in the past ministered to personal and family need so in the future, it must minister to group and world need. Oh, okay. So this is money laundering. <laughs> yeah, so fuck the families, you know, pay us your money is what I got out of that. Well, dude, and so look, what, what did you say just there, Kyle? Because this is exactly something oh. that I'm tying together in my episode. Money is the manifestation of energy, energy right? Yeah, yeah. So in their belief, what they're telling you, it's actually the opposite. Energy is the manifestation of money. of money that is in circulation right now has been printed in the last two years since COVID struck. 
right? Mm -hmm. So they're manifesting all this kind of energy by printing money. Shit, dude. It's deep, dude. It's deep. I'm telling you, it goes deep. And so this is the stuff that I'm looking into right now. And it's going to be a fun episode, Shannon's. And then, dude, there's like a little 10 part uh, book that we go through where she, I mean, Alice Bailey breaks down all the freaking. Uh, you know, steps to like how we achieve a new world order. One of the steps is separating the child from the parents, which ties in with what Shane just talked about. And then, you know, there's there's a 10 part step and we've already got like four of those bitches down. Almost like Dude, the- there's a bunch of like Disney paraphernalia, too, that tries to push kids away from their parents. Like I got two kids, so I see this shit all the time. And it seems like the theme of like most movies oh now God, is to like dude. rebel against your parents at a young age. Like they're pushing that, that shit subliminally through cartoons too, bro. Since, uh, I remember the Little Mermaid, which is my favorite Disney movie growing up. Little Mermaid. Uh, I was actually in the music. Really? I was wait, in- wait, wait! Don't just gloss over that. <laughs> well, I was going to continue. I actually uh, I played Sebastian in Little Mermaid the musical. Uh, that was like when my starring role uh, back in okay, the day. Okay, so you liked the crab. We oh, that's why you like redheads, Kyle. Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. Ariel, <laughs> fucking makes sense. Best buddy. Disney princess, dude, because you don't know what she's got going on down there, but you can guarantee fire. it's fun. Dude, yeah, yeah. It's fire. Yeah. See, I liked Jungle Book and Rescuers Down Under. Oh, so you like bears? Um, yeah, I love, dude. Yeah, <laughs> Baloo. I have fantasy. This is why I like bears today. No, uh, in all honesty, man, and I did like Aristocats. But oh, I did used to yeah. carry around a naked Dorothy uh, Barbie doll as a child. Okay. So, okay. My shoe was yeah, Alice in Wonderland. That's where it was at for me. Oh, that's why you're a fucking stoner, of course. Yeah, uh, isn't it weird how our favorite Disney old? movies fit us? <laughs> well, not yet, but I mean, I started when I was 13, so. <laughs> He's hitting the gravity bong out of the toilet as a four-year-old. He's fucking <laughs> dude, one thing I do remember, though, is when I used to go to the dentist and they used to give you that happy gas shit, dude, I was more than happy to get Fuck in. I remember yeah, being like dude. five or six, like, yeah, give me the happy gas. Dude, they gave me, uh, That's what, true. I, I got like some teeth pulled as a kid and they gave me like what was called like loop. They called it loopy juice and it was like in a little <laughs> syringe and you drink it. And then oh, they were boy. like, okay, go wait in, with your mom in the waiting room for, un, you know, until we're ready for you. And it like felt like five minutes or something like that. And it had been like an hour and they came back for me and they were like, all right, it's time. And then they gave me the, the laughing gas on top of that, dude. I was fucking high as a kite at like nine years old, dude. It was fantastic. It was dude, wonderful. I remember one time I was apparently singing because the lady was like, you have a nice voice, but I don't remember singing. Like, <laughs> that's probably Weird. my main memory of that shit. Oh, dude, I got uh, an epidural uh, a couple of years ago from my back. Uh, didn't do shit, by the way. And uh, I remember coming out of the uh, surgery room, like still on that anesthesia. And I was like big into conspiracies at the time. Like I was like, you know, f- freaking out about all this shit. And I was like, I was telling my girlfriend, like, but I was yelling, right? I was yelling this in, in the in the recovery room. I was like, they're harvesting organs here, babe. They're harvesting organs for, for NASA. Oh, and, and this is, you know, the, like all this shit. I was like, they're killing babies here. That's what they're doing. <laughs> And, and the nurse had to tell me to shut up like three or four times. But still, I fucking loved that feeling of just, you know, anesthesia. That's a good shit right there. But anyway. Well, there, I, was, there was one thing before we do that, because I have to take a pee break really quick. Okay, too, yeah, but There sure. was one thing that I heard from, I think it was your most recent one of these, um, where Kyle, you said that the most money that you'd gotten out of a class action lawsuit was $400. How many class action lawsuits have you been involved in, dude? That is wild. I've never been involved. Oh, dude, they're like the they're like a godsend, dude. It's basically free money. So, uh, sure. they often I, I, I'm in with the so scam. I've, I just don't I've understand. Been involved in probably 
four or five class action lawsuits since I've oh been 18. Boy. So uh, uh, <laughs> oftentimes you'll get a letter in the mail that looks like junk mail. Like it looks like junk mail, classic, like, you know, uh, you know, that credit card, you know, sign up now or whatever for $200 cash back or whatever. But or so it'll now just what be- you're saying is that you actually sit down like an old man on a Sunday morning, I'm going to assume, you and you read of through all the mail. Oh, my God. No, I do it every day. I open up all the mail. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't just do it on Sundays. I do it every, every day. Day. This is I too important it. to do on one day, dude. No, because right. I get so many fucking junk mail things. Uh, I've I've learned to identify them. I throw out most of the credit card bullshit, but that's how I found out about most of these. Like I remember, I worked at Domino's a couple of years ago, uh, like on top of my regular job, just to earn some extra cash. And uh, some a, a Domino's employee at another store like sued the the local franchise for like uh back pay like they were they were fucking us on our on our delivery fees and uh you know <laughs> things like that and he sued and and they settled and I got like 80 bucks and I was like holy shit I didn't have to do shit and I got 80 <laughs> bucks you know what I mean but I'm sure the individual probably got a little more but because it was it became a class action dude and this Facebook one I don't even remember signing up for it I like I remember doing it. I don't remember when I did it. It could have been three years ago. I imagine it's Facebook. Uh, they probably fought it for a while. But it had to do with that. Uh, you remember uh, probably four or five years ago when you'd post a photo on Facebook, like with your buddies or your family, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it would like automatically tag them in it without you oh, ever yeah, doing I heard it? The story. It's, it's the biometric brilliant. thing. They were using your biometric data without permission. And so they got sued to, if I got $400 and it's Facebook, which I assume probably hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people were involved in this class action, it had to be a couple billion dollar settlement at least. Well, it's only in Texas, Kyle, because Texas actually Oh, was it only in Texas? Oh, so that's why yeah. the, the biometric there. That's why on uh, like TikTok and all these other, well, Instagram, mostly a lot of filters got outlawed and that's why you don't have access to as many filters there in texas really as like near shane would because they take biometric data and there's a law against taking biometric data against the will of the person in texas only in texas not here yeah well, they got all our shit shane but kyle's over shit, there i don't even use that shit in tall cotton well I, i'm i i, I feel, now that you mention that i feel like i've noticed it because i'll see like a cool filter on uh instagram like the reels or whatever and i'll like click like use this filter because i want to see what it'll look like on my dog or me or whatever and it's not available i can't use it yeah that's interesting i had no idea so checkerboard thing uh what oh that one yeah for sure i couldn't do that one it wouldn't let me um but thanks for the information now i know but um (laughs) so i guess with that we'll learn new stuff every day (laughs) i don't know how we got here this is fantastic i love this this is the i gotta pee though go pee i'll I'll rip a a couple more lines uh, as you go pee um but yeah so it's cool that y'all's two topics kind of tied together in a way as far as the agenda goes uh my topic not even close not even close. Uh, it is relevant. It's topical. I think this news story came out a couple of weeks ago, um, and it has to do with our our wonderful friend uh, Hillary Clinton, Hillary Rodham Clinton, H H R C, and their uh, what I'm now referring to as the the buddy count. Right? I think another podcast came up with that, but I think it's a great way to say it because uh, you know the Clinton body count, right? Uh, but if mm-hmm. you call it the buddy count, it's because like all these people that. Are, are killed that allegedly they 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 kill um uh you know they're all 
close affiliates, uh, you know, staff, uh, uh, advisors, things like that. So, um, I think he'll probably catch the end of this if I pull it up now. So let me go. I really ahead thought you were going to have the same topic as me, to be honest with you. No, it's kind of no. nice that it's worked out that we don't go back and forth before the show and we haven't actually doubled up on the same topic yet. No, I think that's, yeah, I think that this show is, is working, dude. So just so you know, Shane, I don't know if you can see it. I think we had a total of, uh, like, eight people at one point on the stream. So that's pretty cool. Uh, we're averaging about four is where we're at because they come and go, of course. Um, but Especially considering it's a soft launch too because we didn't really get to promote it past yeah, and like it's, the first hour before we started. And it's dinner time. So, you know, people are cooking. And eat. I know when it's around this time, I always try to, uh, I'm always cooking or something. So I can't always have uh, the, the phone pulled up. So let me go ahead and share my screen here. Oh, per, just oh, in time, timing. just in time. The, the, the rye man is back. Um, here we go. And I'll have to start this a little, I'll go Boy, like a minute. Coming in. on the Clinton. Okay. So this guy, here's the thing. The topics I always want to talk about, the clips are hard to find. I always have to, res like the last three weeks I've gone to rumble to find this shit and it's not easy. So, uh, <laughs> here's a clip from rumble. I want to give this guy credit. It's the still report on rumble uh, s-t-i-l report on rumble it looks like this guy's in his uh, mid to late 90s and he's got some information for us here we go clintons. looks like those wascally clintons have lost another longtime friend and fellow lolita express traveler mark middleton bill clinton's special advisor during his presidency has mysteriously died near their mutual hometown of little rock arkansas Middleton's sudden death occurred on Saturday, May 11th, at the tender age of 59. Middleton's family put out a statement on Facebook. The Middleton family has lost an inspiring and dedicated leader, as well as a son, brother, husband, and father. Mark leaves behind a company that he helped build from the ground up alongside his family and was proud to run for the last 25 years. The Arkansas Business reported Middleton's fundraising skills helped him land a job in the White House. He was finance the director for Bill Clinton's presidential White. campaign and later special assistant to Clinton under Chief of Staff Thomas Mack McClarty. However, there was a darker side to Mr. Middleton. According to the Gateway Pundit, on May 11th, Middleton connected the former president to deceased pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. Middleton admitted Epstein Whoa. to the Clinton White House on seven of the Do I need at least it real quick? times the late pedophile visited. As of May 11th, the cause of Mr. Middleton's death was not disclosed. However, in a story published yesterday at 3 p.m., the Gateway Pundit put up new information on the death. During the ensuing period, Middleton's death had been listed as a suicide, like so many others connected Always. to the Clintons. Of course. However, Radar Online filed a Freedom of Information request with the Perry County Sheriff's Department, where the death occurred, seeking details of the suicide. And here they are. Middleton was found on here May 7th hanging from a tree with a shotgun blast through his chest with an <laughs> extension cord tied around his neck on an 1,100-acre farm linked to former President Clinton just outside Perryville, Shocker. Arkansas. Sounds According like suicide to, to me. Montgomery, yep. 
At no this question. time, there is an open investigation, and we are not releasing <laughs> any information. He wanted to be reporting from just outside the Citadel of World Freedom. Good day. Oh my gosh! Thanks. That to sounds a- like just in case one didn't work, they had to have another one. So if you can <laughs> assume that it was hanging, here's a shotgun blast in his chest, and somehow he did those at the same time. That's also he had a shovel also. shoved all the way from his ass out of his throat. <laughs> Okay, While so let's he also see. shot himself and hung himself with an extension cord. So let's, let's break this down. If if this let's this allegedly is a suicide, right? So did he hang himself first and then shoot himself in the chest, or did he shoot himself in the chest and then hang himself first? How no, what no, was no. the order okay. of things? Ryan, go so ahead. Gun, have you ever seen Pee Wee's Playhouse? Yes. Because <laughs> this is the way that it went down. He had the shotgun on a timer and he kicked the chair out from under himself. And then 15 seconds later, the shotgun was pulled by a toast blasting out of a toaster. And then that triggered the, 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 the bullet to, you know, blast himself. No, dude, it's wild. And then, you know, what was interesting to me is that the way that the guy worded it, and I don't know who that freaking drone was that was talking. That was wild how that guy said things. Epstein, <laughs> that was the problem I had was, hey, he, he mispronounced Why? No, no, that's actually the correct uh, pronunciation. In in uh, English and Germanic languages, uh, when you have the E-I or the I-E, the, the second uh, letter, the second vowel in the I-E or E-I is the pronounced vowel. So it technically is Eps, Epstein is how it yeah. is that's how it should be pronounced uh much okay. like with neighbor the e co- comes after the i i think fuck i don't know I'm, this is a big dumb podcast i can't fucking spell N-E-I-G-H. there's a there's a couple letters that aren't necessary in neighbor right right yet, second problem i had uh they said he left behind a, co- a company that he built from the ground up and then there's his family too like they, they listed his family second you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, the family, you know, the, the company is what's important. Yeah. The family was left behind it, as like a secondary measure. Well, and, and so if, if anyone missed it in the clip, they said that uh, th- this fine young gentleman that uh, did that clip for us. Thank you. Um, uh, he was the guy who facilitated Jeffrey Epstein coming actually into the White House during the Clinton presidency. So I don't know if he was the doorman. I don't know if he's the guy who made the appointments for, for Epstein and Clinton. But I think they said at least, and here's the number, 17 times, ding, 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 mm. for all you people out there. Um, so that's that's significant, right? And he was on the mm-hmm. Leader Express multiple times with Bill Clinton and Jeffrey Epstein, or at least I don't know if Epstein was there, but on the plane. And, um, and yeah, it's, uh, so that's significant. I don't know if the guy was about to squeal. I think in in looking this up, there was something about like a a book or something like that, something coming out. Um, so I I don't know what, why now, but this is before it disappears. I don't even think it's out. I don't think it's coming out. Um, Gotta find a PDF. Dig. dig. <laughs> Google. Yeah, it's like the Philip Marshall 2.0. I don't know if you've seen his books. Those things are freaking priceless now. Philip, Philip Marshall? Marshall. Yeah, Philip Marshall was a dude that was flying for Barry Seal, the guy that was connected oh, with them. Yep, yep. That's okay. Maybe that's where I heard it. It was you know they were relating other uh, uh, Clinton related uh, individuals and their untimely deaths. And I think yeah. the book was that guy was coming out, but. Uh, excuse me. Uh, oh my God. Sorry. Bless you. Bless you. Whoa. Bless you. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. It's the, it's the, uh, it's the water. Um, 
Uh, what are you drinking over there, Kyle? I meant to ask you that. I think that'd be a fun thing that you do from now on when you ask your guest and you know everyone that's involved. Oh, never Just mind. Ultra. Maybe we're drinking. Okay, well, that's but, cool. Well, I used to do that when we did beer reviews. If we had a guest on a beer review, we'd ask what they were drinking. But I haven't done a beer yeah. review in a while. So okay. um, you've been talking about it though. We should do a beer. I just Shane, you don't really drink though, do you? Hey, I'll get a beer for a beer review though. I okay. like I don't drink normally, but like I don't dislike beer. Is the best hey, it's about time it. you start. You know what <laughs> I mean? We don't know how long we got here. I I actually have a quite a few beers here that I'm gonna start like doing reviews on. I got this. It's called the Lizard King beer. I don't oh, know if you can really see dude, that. Dude, no, I can see the Lizard King. That's fantastic. I got that. <laughs> I got the Bohemian Grove IPA. Are here. you fucking kidding me? You hey, okay? Where are you getting these from? Total Wine. Oh and then my I got god. Super Station. It's a satellite in space. And, dude, I'm finding all kinds of conspiratorial named ones. I got the Bat Squatch from oh, Rogue. Dude, okay, you just took the the big dumb beer reviews to the next level. Like, uh, you're great at marketing, Ryan. So, you, you know, I, <laughs> oh, I do a basic-ass beer review with just, like, craft beers. Then you come in with the conspiracy-labeled beers and just We're blow it out of the water. Dude. Beers. Well, anytime yeah. you uh, want to do a beer review, we could let's do it. Let's make it happen. Hey, man, we got we to do a three-way one where you all get some of those beers that all have different conspiracy names and just do an all-conspiracy-themed beer review. That's what I'm well, saying. Do you have Do you have a Total Wine in your area? I don't. In Dallas, there's Total Wine. I don't have Total Wine. Okay. I mean, dude, I'm from Michigan. We got a bunch of other random microbreweries fucking everywhere. So I'm sure I could find something easily. Every time you go to a different store, it's just aisles on aisles of just different microbreweries. If micro you can find shit. one called Two to the Back of the Head, get it. That is that a real thing? I don't know. I should I get but I, I, I don't know for sure, but I guarantee that someone has made that beer. Two to the back of the head. That's um, a nice one. Or like uh he didn't kill himself ale. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably like a 12 percenter dude uh, you know right on your ass uh so but with this with this thing i mean this is just classic uh you know clint quote unquote clinton body count and i that's what's going to yeah, get us kicked off youtube right there um th this is classic where someone dies oh sob story no information comes out right and then you know a month later we get more details that it was a suicide and then you find out it was a suicide with a hanging and a shotgun blast to the chest. I mean, it's like they that classic on purpose. Two to the back it's of the so head. That, uh, you can uh, like nobody's going to question it, you know, because if it's a suicide, people almost feel like guilty if they question it. So it's just an excuse to make it so it's not dug into as much by like normal people. Of course, conspiracy people are always going to dig into suicides, but average people will go, oh, that's a suicide. Leave that alone. That's another virtue signal, you know? Yeah, but I just I'm thinking like if 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 a normal person is thinking logically, how do you kill yourself with a hanging and a shotgun blast to the chest? You'd have to assume that one or the other didn't work, you know. And theoretically, if you hung yourself and you're holding the shotgun when you had the when you you know had the hard impact part, you probably would have dropped the shotgun. So either one, he was still hanging from the tree and he grabbed the shotgun somehow, or he dropped with the shotgun. But if he dropped with the shotgun, I think he would have dropped it as soon as he hit the spot where it hit See, his neck. That's you know? you're thinking too logically now, Shane. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, it, it would be wild to see if like someone hated the Clintons that much because like they didn't tip him enough or whatever, and he was like, "I'm gonna kill myself, but I'm gonna make it look like these motherfuckers did it." Dude, you know what I mean? myth, we need to get MythBusters on it. They need to test this with their old, uh, with their Buster dummy. 
Yeah. I think that's what we need to do. Will the man hold the shotgun as he bounces off his neck? Dude, the <laughs> Mythbusters... to shoot yourself in the chest while you're hanging. Yeah, no, that's kind of like... Dude, the Mythbusters little... were the OG, like, conspiracy theorists. Like, we need to get them in our community and see if they can pull some of this shit off. Dude, that's the yeah. show right there. We got to hit up hit up Mythbusters and get him to come on one of the shows. Dude, and talk they, could do, they could do they could do they uh, could you know prove or disprove flat Earth, uh, the magic bullet theory, and the fucking uh, you know uh, Mark Middleton uh, hanging with a shotgun blast to the chest in in probably one episode. They could probably do all of those. And if Jeff Fuel can melt steel. Oh, dude. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mythbusters, where are you at? This is we need a conspiracy <laughs> Mythbusters. We should we should make that happen. They Too bad we don't themselves have themselves <laughs> by a double shot to the head. I'm oh, sure. Uh, yeah, cuz where are they? That's weird. <laughs> oh god. Uh any any other thoughts, gentlemen? Any anything else? This is uh I I assume this won't be the last, uh but this is the most recent uh addition to the uh, the buddy count. I'm still breaking apart how that happened in my head. Like that that's my full interest here is like how how would that have theoretically happened? So if like, it was even if it was somebody that told him to hang himself and he like hung himself and then it didn't work so they shot him after. It's just I don't see that happening where you'd be doing both at the same time. It just doesn't seem possible. Yeah, I and can see that. If somebody has an idea, I'd love to hear it. Cuz you see in like old western movies or or things like that where they do a hanging and oftentimes it it takes too long or it's not really working. Uh, I've seen things where they, they'll they'll be shot um, in addition to hanging, um, but that wouldn't be him killing himself, though. Right, right. right. Yeah, so, exactly. But I think if we were gonna uh, go on the theory that he did not kill himself, I would have to go with Ryan's theory that uh, he he was very uh, 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 what's the word particular Bitter. in his in his plans. And he uh, set up some sort of rig where oh, he okay. pulls the string when he falls just to make it look like it wasn't a suicide. Um, but what, Shane? What? I was going to say that's where he attaches the string to. So when he has the pullback from the tree, that little snag on the string is when the... Is it's when like the, a snare. A snare pulled. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> I think that if we think about it like this, and maybe if we're like smoking or drinking enough, we can come up with a way... If this happened <laughs> or maybe i mean it could be as crazy as like the clintons like this idea of people being afraid of them and wanting like the body count narrative to keep adding because there's no proof that they've killed anyone there's no solid proof and it kind of adds to like this enigmatic idea of the clintons maybe they were like hey this motherfucker killed himself go shoot him you know what i mean <laughs> and like they paid one of their people to go and shoot him in the chest I don't know, dude. No, that some sense, secret though. gangsters. That sounds like some gangster shit, like something. Well, out she's of, like, a mafia. Gangster. She's a mafia daughter. Her dad, uh, uh, what was his name? Hugh Rodham. Fucking was a high roller in the Chicago mob, dude. Massive, massive player in that. Yeah. She was a, uh, uh, what was the guy? Gold, uh, Golder, the guy that she campaigned for in middle school, the Republican. I don't know. I forget his name or Gil, not Gilmore, Gilmore girl. There was something they called like <laughs> Gold, Goldstein or Gold, Goldberg. Uh, or it's probably shit. Goldstein or Goldberg. I, yeah, we know exactly. Uh, that you're sounded so about. racist right there, dude. That's not what I meant. I, I'll find out who it was. But yeah, no, it's wild. She was a, a hardcore Republican. Yeah, yeah. So it was, I mean, and, you know, Donald Trump was a hardcore Democrat, you know. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens uh, as more information comes out on this case. 
Um, but with that, guys, I mean that's that's every topic. Um, I didn't gold get water. I, gold water. Gold Sorry. water. Okay, okay. Yeah. That one's way off. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So Shane, Sorry. I do have a brief wild card that my my mom actually uh, sent me. If you wanna if you wanna hit this wild card, are you are you guys up for that? You got a few more minutes. Yeah, I'm definitely down. So this the wild card segment, something we're trying to include in the show where um, uh, people who uh, fans or listeners of the show, uh, if they want to be a part of the show, they can send us a, a question or a topic with a short clip and we'll, we'll all go into oh. it blind. Uh, cause we don't know what it is, uh, kind of at the you end don't of the even show know here. What it is. Yeah, no, I, I have the clip. Um, I know what it's about cause my mom asked me about it. Uh, but okay. this is the wild card for, for tonight. So, uh, if y'all got a couple more minutes, let's hit this wild card. I've, I've got my next show's in 45 minutes, so yeah, I'm good. Perfect. Okay, so uh, a little prefacing, uh, unless you guys just want to go go into it blind, um, I did a Don't little matter. bit of research because my mom asked me to. Um, so fuck it, I'll just I'll because this clip's hard to hear. Um, so y'all remember when uh, last August when we pulled out of Afghanistan, right? Um, and the the president of Afghanistan fled, and there was this big story about he left with a. Uh, a helicopter full of money and a ton of uh you know assets and things like that like when he when he fled the yeah, country yeah, yeah. Uh, he look at the, he fled uh, the capital kabul um so that was a big story for for months was that he he took all our the us money uh, in cash and was just you know left his country high and dry so that's the preface to this clip because recently uh this this other information came out so let me share my screen really quick and we will get into the clip. Here we go. I'm happy the US government watchdogs report has noted that former Afghan president Ashraf Ghani almost certainly did not flee Kabul as it fell to the Taliban with millions of dollars in stolen cash. The Special Inspector General for Afghanistan Reconstruction Report is an interim document as the office is still awaiting answers to questions sent to Ghani. First reported by Politico, it interviews witnesses as well as officials who were in the helicopter convoy with Ghani as they hastily fled the presidential palace in Kabul while the Taliban marched into the capital on August 15, 2021. In subsequent days, multiple reports suggested that Ghani and the other officials took up $169 million in Afghan government money with them. Ghani has always fiercely denied these claims. The report states that although Sigar found that some cash was taken from the grounds of the palace and loaded onto these helicopters, evidence indicates that this number did not exceed $1 million and may have been closer in value to $500,000. Okay, so the clip, uh, it, and uh, the reason my mom brought this up is because she, she watches Fox News and she heard this story, you know, briefly on one of those shows and was like, what? That's interesting. I didn't... Uh, you know, because the on Fox the the report said that that information about the president stealing all this money was Russian disinformation. Mm-hmm. So we know when we hear that, it's probably true. Or uh, you know, like the Hunter Biden laptop things like that. Uh, anytime something comes out after the fact as Russian disinformation, it's most likely was true, and that's how they cover it up. So. Um, uh, this is an interesting one because we all know how I, I know certainly I was distracted by just the, uh, how terribly handled the Afghanistan pullout was that I never even heard this story about the president, 
uh, you know, leaving with loads of cash in a bunch of helicopters. So have y'all heard of this? Is this something you know about? What are your thoughts? So, yeah, no, I haven't heard of it. Okay. Yeah, I hadn't heard of it, but as you were playing that, there is a mind-blowing article here on BBC, um, this Ashraf Ghani, right? That's the mm-hmm. dude's name. That's his name, yeah. Um, yeah, this is, uh, I mean, the propaganda is laid on thick with this story, dude. It, You know, this guy says that he didn't know that he was going to leave Afghanistan that morning. He woke up that morning thinking that he was going to stay in Afghanistan, and it wasn't until his plane left that he knew he was going to go. And uh, there's a really interesting little section here that I can just kind of read through. Allegations that Mr. Ghani had taken vast amounts of money also emerged, something he empathetically denied, welcoming an international investigation that he said would clear his name. And then he goes on to say, I want to categorically state I did not take any money out of the country. My style of life is known to everyone. What would I do with money? (laughs) <laughs> what would I do with money? What would I do with money? Uh, I don't know. I have no use for that. Fund terrorism? I don't know. Uh, that's Dude, the BBC. Just type in his name or type in like even what I did was just president that fled during Afghanistan. It's the first hit on Google. Yeah. And yeah, that is wild, dude. Props to your mom. I understand why ghosts think she's hot. Yeah. Well, and, and, and because she listens to my show and others, she uh she exclusively watches Fox News, which is fine. I tell her not to, but she sure. does anyway. But even Fox News will put little bits of these stories out, right? These uh, kind of obscure stories. That's probably actual news. And uh, she'll anytime one of these comes up, she'll ask me. Like her mind is going conspiracy like route. Like she's like, oh wait, what? Well, you know, because she picks up on the clues like Russian disinformation. You know, yeah, the yeah. money was stolen, that kind of thing. And she's like. So that's when she asked me, she's like, have you heard of this? Like, is this legit? Is it true or not? And I said, I don't know. Well, I'll put it on Big Dumb Inquiries. Um, So it's interesting. But in the grand scheme of things, I'd say $169 million is not that much compared to the uh, total financial fallout that was Afghanistan and still is. Um, So I'd say even if he, you know, he was our guy in there anyway, right? We put that guy in there. Um, I'd say, fuck him. Let him if he did take it. Let him have it. You know what I mean? We could be just, finger pointing. We literally just dis- dis- look like the bad guy so that they can do with some other shit. Yeah, but we. I mean, we to make the Taliban look good. I mean, <laughs> we literally destroyed his country. Uh, you know, to, to we rebelized Afghanistan, and uh, you know, let him keep some cash. I, if he was our guy, you know, so be really? it. Really, that that's crazy that you feel that way, man. I think that it it, it would be him. That he he was allowing this. He's like like you said, it's oh, it's our okay. guy on, it's our guy on the inside. Yeah, man, he sold out his people and he allowed this to go down. He allowed the Taliban to, to, to kind of take root in the country. And I mean, if you read through, I, I just skimmed through this BBC article and he was saying like, you know, the Taliban was closing in. He had no idea that it was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, he absolutely knew that it was going on. He that you know the same way that Hillary Clinton admitted to to creating ISIS with Obama and all these people, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the motherfucker knew that that they were closing in. You know, and, and I understand what you're saying, but dude, no, this guy doesn't deserve 169 million dollars because he all these people that their biometric data was given out with those Microsoft systems. Oh, Remember that's that? right. Yeah, all the uh, the adform- informants, all the allies uh, on the ground. The people that were helping the military over there, and they, they all got sold out, and who knows 
what could potentially be going on with them. Maybe they're getting their tongues cut out for talking. Shit, yeah. I mean, you, you know, you, but then this motherfucker gets to walk with $169 million. Yeah. A drop in the bucket, but a lot of money for an individual person. Yeah, dude, you've humbled me yeah, with that true. with that point. I didn't even consider that. Um, I, I was going more of that drop in the bucket uh, aspect. Because typically when these stories come out, uh, it's the number that matters, right? Uh, you know, he left with money. And so to me, initial thoughts uh, were, oh, it's not that much money comparatively. But you're right. He did sell out his country. He did let his people uh, fall. Because I don't think, you know, I don't think he or the Taliban are, are good guys, right? But it, it at least sure. seems that the Taliban, like, cares about their country. And I'm not saying you know, I agree the with US them. government, am I right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So um, that's a good point. Thanks for... Uh, bringing that up because I, now I have a, a different perspective on it. But, but Shane, your, your thoughts based on the little information we, we have? I kind of see it as it could be a possible like kick while he's down kind of a thing. Like they're trying to make him look worse to the people then so he, that he couldn't okay. try to do anything else ever again. So it was more mm. like, a, you know, make it into a story where, where he seems like he's defending himself. Like, oh, I already had money, which again, I don't know who's telling the truth in that scenario. But I could also see it being likely that they just came up with a story just to kind of kick him while he was down to make him look even worse to the people. Also, it could be a possibility. Yeah, kind of a scapegoat type scenario, right? You don't exactly. think they'd go the Momar Momar Gaddafi route if they wanted to make an example out of him? It seems like they're trying to, in this case, make it seem like he's a victim versus being the bad guy. If he's the bad guy, I think he'd already be dead. The fact that we're hearing about him on mm -hmm. Fox News of all places, right? Is what you you said your mom brought mm -hmm. this? Yeah, you, yeah, brought your attention through. There's got to be something there, dude. There's got to be something, some some sort of propaganda is laid on there, especially yeah. like yeah, just skimming through that BBC article. It's wild. And even the fact that it was just such a nothing burger in terms of news, like it was like a brief segment on one of the shows, you know, it just was like in and out in two minutes. Um, so, yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, and thanks for that wild card. Mom. Um, and so, oh, so guys, as we're here at the end of the show, um, how I guess it went pretty well. This was a great show, guys. Good stuff. Yeah, especially for being the first live show. Yeah. It seemed like it went pretty good. We awesome. Props to your mom for uh, the wild card. So we actually had one of yeah. those for the first live show. Yeah, and we had some you know, some people watching, some people commenting and stuff. We appreciate that. Um, so I guess, uh, Ryan, uh, thanks for coming on, brother. Uh, you want to plug your shit while, before we get out of here? Uh, yeah, man. No, I appreciate this. This was really cool, man. I, it's uh, always kind of really an honor to be a new guest on like a, a new show, somewhat new show, right? You only got like what? This is the eighth episode you said? Episode eight, yeah. Yep. It's pretty freaking cool, man. So I, I'm uh, really happy that I was invited on and this was a fun chat, you know, just uh, kind of getting together and uh, joking around about some different issues. And uh, so big thanks to both you guys. I hope that you both continue to grow your shows and do your thing. And uh, yeah, man, you can find me dangerous world podcast. Uh, Patreon.com is where we uh, do our shit. Mostly I say we, it's just me um, and your interns, I, I'm your various to interns. pride month. You know, I, I refer, yeah. I want you to refer to me as they and them. <laughs> okay. Um, they so yeah, no, patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. That's where we do most of the business and uh, just appreciate all the listens and all the support. 
Cool. Uh, and with that, I'm uh, Kyle with the Big Dumb Podcast. Thank you again, Ryan, for uh, coming on our, our new little show and uh, bringing some heat to it. I thought we had some great uh, tangents and some uh, interesting topics. Y'all's two, uh, y'all two, y'all's topics connected really well, and mine just uh, came out of left field. So I appreciate I like it. it. I think it's fun. And, uh, yeah, check me out, uh, the Big Dumb Podcast. If you're listening on my feed, you already know. But if you're on Shane's feed, uh, and Ryan, you're welcome to put this out too if you'd like to on your Patreon or whatever, uh, Big Dumb Podcast, uh, wherever podcasts are found. And uh, passing it on to my brother, Shane. As for me, uh, Shane from Inquiries of Our Reality, if you want to come and check out the show, if you're not already listening to it on my feed, um, easiest way to get a hold of all my links because I try to put it all in one place for everybody. So Instagram, which I'm primarily active on, uh, the merch store, which there's also merch for this show and for my own show. And then hopefully, again, Kyle will be getting some merch on his end too for uh, Big Dumb Inquiries. Uh, all that fun stuff. Uh, you can just go to my link tree. So it'll be L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash Inquiries of Our Reality Podcast. And, uh, of course, everybody keep an eye out since we're going to start doing this show as live. We'll start promoting it a little bit better uh, yeah. for all the people that are listening Shit, don't uh, we? afterwards. You know, But, yeah, feel free to hop into the chat and send us some wild cards. Well, We'd love to hear it. This show will come out next week, but I, I think we have a show, another show scheduled this week, so I guess we'll do another live. If you're listening live now, uh, we might do another live on Thursday when we record the next episode. So, um, but... Yeah, guys, thanks for thanks for coming out. Thanks for listening, all the people that joined in. Thanks, Mom. I see you in here. And uh, gentlemen, this was a great show. So uh, without further ado, and um, have a good night. Thanks for tuning in to Inquiries of Our Reality. Big dumb inquiries. You said Inquiries of Our Reality. Oh, I sorry. I was reading your fucking <laughs> shit. God damn it. Okay, Inquiries <laughs> of Our Reality. I did fuck that yeah, up. but so good, too. <laughs> we're leaving it in there. So uh, that's the show, guys. Thank you so much, and good night. Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb Inquiries. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.